Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston, 100.3 FM, and WROL Radio, all kinds of places to chat with us about your car and your car problems. Uh, Within minutes, I think, we're going to be talking with Julie Blakely from iccars.com. They had a new study that was out, and she is supposed to be calling in this morning. Uh, Also, uh, we are... um, going to have an in-studio guest coming up. We're going to be talking with um, Robert Bach from Expressway Toyota uh, about what's going on over there. Uh, Expressway Toyota is also the sponsor of me going to the auto show next Saturday, Martin Luther King weekend, where I will be broadcasting live from the auto show. And that is um, part of the Massachusetts Auto Dealers Association Student Skills Competition. And I've been involved with student skills for a long, long time. And uh, this is a little bit different than what I used to do. I used to do the Ford AAA Skills Competition. I used to do Skills USA, which, if you're old enough to remember, was VICA, the Vocational Industry Clubs of America. Um, also, uh, the uh, Ford Auto Skills Contest at one time was also just called the Troubleshoe Contest. And people that are old enough that remember, that was actually a contest that was around for a really long time. It was the Troubleshoe Contest, and then it was the Plymouth Troubleshoe Contest, then it was a Chrysler Troubleshoe Contest, then it was a Ford Troubleshoe con- Ford Auto Skills Contest, and then it kind of went away. Uh, but it was, uh, it was always great dealing with... Um, some people would say maybe not. But dealing with high school kids, it was... High school vocational kids, I think because they have to go to work, when they're, especially when they're seniors. They go to work. Sometimes they're out of school for half a year because they still have to keep their academics up, but they're going to school, so they have to, be to, they have to be to work and come back to school, and they seem a little bit more mature and a little bit less knucklehead-ish. With us on the phone is our friend Julie Blakely from iccars.com. And iccars.com puts out these studies from time to time about uh, some of the most popular cars and some of the cars that don't lose their value, some of the cars that lose their value. And it's always it's always nice to uh, see what they are and, you know, kind of give you an idea. Maybe, maybe you made a mistake. But the latest study that came out is the most popular cars by state. And uh, it was, it's always sort of interesting to see, you know, what the most popular ones are. But also, you know, you look at what's most popular by state, it gives you an idea of what's going on. Julie, good morning, and welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me. So besides being a, a, a site where people can go car shopping or fantasizing, either way, I, I tend... <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to I tend to either look at cars that I have no right to ever look at mm-hmm. because they're way too expensive, or 
I'm fortunate that I live in a little tiny house and don't have a garage because um, I, there, every once in a while you're like, that's a really good deal. That would be that would be a perfect little car to, to tinker with or do something. But uh, so it, I guess in some cases it, it is almost a little bit dangerous. But it is. But sometimes it's fun to go down those rabbit holes just to see what's out there. <laughs> Even if you have no intention in buying, but who knows? Maybe someday, right? That's right. And and the other thing is, for people that are kind of out car shopping or you know trying to figure out whether something's a good deal or trying to figure out if they're getting the right price for a trade-in, uh, going to your site and looking up looking up kind of what your car is selling for gives you gives you a pretty good idea about um, is it a good value or not. Right. So iccars.com, we are an automotive search engine, and we're also an automotive research firm. So everything we do is powered by data, which includes our search engine. We also have, to your point, tools to help you sell your car and value your car. So you can see, you know, um, you can compare prices by area. Um, yeah, and just... We equip consumers with all the information they need to know before they buy a vehicle. That's our tagline. Yeah, and one of one of the things that I one of the features that I really like is the um, the IC cars the the VIN check and and VIN reporting thing where you can either scan in a vehicle identification number or enter it in automatically and learn all kinds of stuff when you do that. Right, so we've gotten great feedback on that. So it is an app that we have, but also it's available on our site. So if you're looking for a vehicle, when you come across a used car listing, you can click for our VIN report, and it gives tons of information, everything from projected depreciation to comparison of similar vehicles and and all the information that you know, tells you if a car is a good deal or if you should be looking elsewhere. And as I said, it's also available in an app form, so you can be on the used car lot and just scan a car's VIN, and it'll instantly give you all that information. Yeah, one of the, one of the features of that that I like, and I and I was just kind of playing with it one day, and I was at, uh, we'll put it this way, a, a questionable used car lot maybe is a good way to describe it and and i did i scanned i scanned a vin and the car was for sale over the past year in about seven different places Mm -hmm. and i'm like right yeah well you know that's never a good sign you know if you know if uh you know joe's auto couldn't sell it and then bob's auto couldn't sell it and then somebody else couldn't sell it and somebody you know there's 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 a problem here somewhere so yeah right that's that's another point. So days on market is also an important thing to look at. And also we rate dealers as well. Um, so we, you know, we'll give, we'll assign them a rating about things like information transparency, how forthcoming they are about the cars on their lots and mm-hmm. how responsive they are. So that can be another thing you look at. Um, if you're, you know, considering a used car, you might not want to buy one if, our data shows that the dealer is questionable. Right. And, and your boss and one of the co-founders of your company, mm-hmm. I know when he was on my program years back, mm-hmm. um, he kind of started the company out of frustration car shopping. Exactly. So he had a long and arduous used car search and he thought that 
there had to be a better way. So him and our colleague built the search engine to solve that problem and to give consumers the information to take the guesswork out of used car buying and that's where we are today yeah and and it seems to be more refined you know every time i look it seems to be a little bit more refined and a little bit um you're always seem to be tweaking a little bit which is which is so good uh but recently you came up with um a study that shows kind of the most popular vehicles across the country and Mm -hmm. that was based on millions and millions of sales right Right. So we looked at new car sales and used car sales, and it was in the millions. So we actually looked at over 8.9, so almost 9 million car sales to come up with this list. And, uh, you know, when you when you look at some of these, um, I guess it's not surprising that some of the biggest states have, you know, the, you know, uh, California and Florida. Um, uh, California is... Uh, I, I kind of lose track. Is that the most populated, or is New York the most populated? But one of one, right? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of the other. The demographics yeah. aren't exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and <laughs> but I know Florida. Florida went from the fourth most populated state to the third, and I, mm-hmm. you know, look in, you know, kind of, you know, look at some of the information in California. Uh, the most popular used car and the most popular new car are both Honda Civics. Right, and the Honda Civic is actually the most commonly leased vehicle in America, so it makes sense that, you know, for the states that aren't consumed by the Ford F-150, which are few and far between, that the Civic is a popular car choice. And if you think of how versatile it is, it makes sense because it can be used as a family vehicle, it's sporty, it's roomy. So I think that it's, no surprise that it's so popular. Yeah, and you mentioned the you mentioned the Ford F one fifty in Georgia, most mm-hmm. most popular used vehicle and most popular new vehicle F one fifty. Right. So the F one fifty dominated our rankings. So in thirty two of fifty states in the used market, the F one fifty is the most popular, and in twenty two states. It is the most popular new vehicle. So people love their Ford F-150s. And it makes sense because it has been the best-selling car for over 40 years. Yeah. And I, the one the one that sort of stands out to me is Ohio with the Chevy Equinox. But then again, GM builds vehicles in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do with it. Right. Yeah. So just like, you know, people in Michigan love their American cars. Um, people in Ohio, they like their Hondas. I know Honda has a plant there as well, and mm. also um, their GM cars. Yeah. But if you if you look at the list, like I said, it's dominated by the F one fifty, and there are some sedans on there, like the Nissan Altima and the Honda Civic. And the remaining are all SUVs, and they're compact crossovers. Mm. So could you, you know, could you sort of, you know, when you look at the most popular vehicle in a particular state? Um, can you sort of estimate that, um, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to really negotiate a good used car purchase or maybe even new car purchase because um, the car is so popular, if I don't buy it, someone else's. So when you think of the used car market, um, the more popular cars tend to, you know, have 
better deals because there are so many of them oh, okay. in the used car marketplace. So, you know, the Equinox might have just become the most popular car. So maybe their, you know, the used car marketplace doesn't reflect that yet. Mm. But in a couple of years, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people unloading their leases. And I'm sure that people will be able to find deals. Mm. And leasing is so popular these days with so many people that they... Um, they look at the amount they're going to spend for a, a car and they look at the payments mm-hmm. and then they look at a lease and go, well, you know, I can lease that next level up for the same price as my payments. And at the end of three or four years, yeah, if I bought it, I'd have a vehicle. But now we're seeing, we're seeing, uh, new car, new car loans up in the seven year range. Right. Um, leasing is an attractive option for some people, you know, others prefer to buy their vehicle mm. but yes we definitely have seen a growth in car leases yeah no it's it's really interesting and and these studies and, and again you do all different kinds of neat little studies about cars that retain their most value and cars that lose their most value and you know like the popular the ones the the popularity index of vehicles but all of all of this can all be found on iccars.com right the letter iccars.com Yes. So we, in addition to our search engine, we have a section just based on our studies. And also our studies are integrated into our search engine. So say if you're looking for, you know, a Ford F-150, we'll have data that will say, you know, how well it holds its value um, in comparison to other vehicles. So our studies are on our site in a few places. Mm. Yeah, it's all, and and I still think, and, and we have we have a local car dealer coming in in a little bit, but I still think the more informed you can be as a consumer, mm-hmm. um, the better the better um, the better doing the transaction happens because you know what you know what's realistic. The dealer knows you're a little bit more informed, and it all sort of mm-hmm. it all seems to sort of work better that way. Exactly. It's a big decision. It's a big investment. And it's important that, you know, you understand what you're doing, that you're able to talk to dealers because at the end of the day, they want to make a profit. So if, you know, they can make one off of you, they will. But if you're able to negotiate and, you know, show that you that you're informed, you can probably get a better deal. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and again, I'm just kind of uh, going through going through the website and there's there's fun stuff in there too like uh you know the um you know new favorite car colors for men men versus women which is which is you know I, you know everybody kind of thinks they know the answer to that but uh but there really is there really is a little bit of a different and people people prefer different things and just the idea that you can kind of look at it and go um you know yellow is you know the number one rank of you know 2016 by men and uh, teal is the number one rank in 2016 by women. Right. I don't yes, know what that like means. I don't know what this means because <laughs> I kind of like teal. <laughs> I do too. You can, I've definitely seen some nice teal cars, yeah. but yeah, we like to, you know, have some fun with our data sometimes and that, you know, gives us ideas for things to analyze and yeah, the car colors is a good example of that. 
And if if somebody is listening and they have a used car and they want to sell it, how complicated mm-hmm. it is to get a used private used car sale on iccars.com? We think that it's very easy. So it, it can't be done through our app. That is one question mm-hmm. that we get. But um, you can do it on your phone through your browser window or on your trusty old computer or tablet. And it's for free. To, it's free to list your car, and we also help you out with the pricing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely give it a try. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was interested. And and if you and if you do that, all of a sudden you have you have um, you know thousands. Of, I was going to say. It almost sounds marketing-ish. Thousands and thousands of eyeballs looking at your car, but it really is true. You have you re- literally millions of people that could be looking at right. looking at your car for sale. Right, and when you put it on when you put it on our site, um, yeah, you do get a lot of people looking at it, and hopefully, you will sell your car quickly and for the price that you want. And apparently, you have saved. Consumers two hundred and six million seven hundred and thirty seven hundred and sixty three and twenty one dollars so far this year, or so far and growing and growing. Yeah. It it so it <laughs> the, every time I look now it's another it's another dollar or two. So, so yeah. far this year, right? Well, so a, far, big, so far. Was, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal to surpass the the two hundred mark, which was exciting. That happened a few months ago. So. Yeah, look forward to having that number grow. That's why we're here. So as employees, you all get a share of that? <laughs> um, we, we share in, in victory. We there, like there you go. You, you, I do well. That, that's enough for me. There, there you go. There you go. Well, well said. <laughs> Julie, always a pleasure to have you on the program, and always great to talk about, talk about the surveys and fun things that you have. And, um, and again, it's always something I like to read. And, and, and some, of, some of them are outright, you know, I look at them as it, it's kind of comical, and some of them are, it's, it's really good information. But, again, uh, you know, looking at whether it's the app on your phone to go car shopping or the VIN check, it's all really good information. And, and it's just a good way if you, if you are going to go car shopping, it's a good way to be, you know, be as informed as you can be. Yes, thank you. That's a great endorsement. Everyone should check us out. And as always, it's great talking to you. All right, thank take you care, Julie. All right, we'll Have talk soon. Have a great weekend, John. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. It's Julie Blakely from iccars.com. And... Uh, if you have a question about your car, you can give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. We can, you know, looking at some of the some of the things, you know, California, Honda Civic, Honda Civic, most popular new and used car. Florida, most popular used car, F-150. I do see a lot of trucks when I go to Florida. Uh, Toyota Corolla is the most popular new car. Um, in Georgia, F-150, F-150, well, they build them there. So I think that has something to do with it. Um, Illinois, uh, used car, uh, Chevy Equinox, most popular new car, CRV. Michigan, Equinox, Equinox. Uh, North Carolina, uh, F-150, used, Silverado, new. North Carolina, big truck state. Um, Um, It is in the south. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, in New York, uh, most popular used car, CRV. Most popular new car, Chevy Equinox. I never knew the Chevy Equinox, Equinox was this so popular. popular. I, I read know. that article earlier. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? Yeah. Um, in Pennsylvania, F-150, CRV. And in Texas, 
Big surprise. F-150. Shocking. Shocking. Um, in the Texas Auto Writers Association actually do something called the official truck of Texas. And uh, no big surprise, the F-150 does pretty well. Even though they build Tacomas and Tundras there, I think. But uh, Yeah, but, well, it's Texas. They buy yeah. an American. Well, what they perceive to be American anyways. Well, it's it's kind of funny. Somebody said to me, somebody asked me. They saw an article the other day where I wrote about a particular choice of car, and I think the person said they wanted to buy an American car, and then they said the person who wrote to me follow follow up said I too also want to buy an American car or at least one that's made in America. So, I said to them, you know, like the the new. Um, Hyundai and Kia, kind of mid-ish, full-size-ish SUV, they're made in the United States. Um, a lot of Toyota products made in the United States. So there's actually there's there's a fair amount of vehicles that you can you can look at that are made here that it's kind of easy to do. So so it's always it's always kind of it's always kind of interesting to see what's what's going on and see see what's around and be able to see see what we can do. Uh, we are going to be giving away a few more auto show tickets later in the program, maybe around 9.30 or so. I'm just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you know, we... Uh, well, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it a little bit later when we have our guest in the studio. But uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I'll let I'll let Dennis I'll go let Dennis get to the door and I'll uh, just chit chat a little bit about some other things and and uh, but uh, we are having an in studio guest, which is always which is always a nice thing. But in the in the meantime, we'll talk about the car that uh, kind of got me around the past couple of weeks and that is the uh or a couple of weeks ago rather and that is the volvo v60 cross country the all new volvo v60 cross country is a bit unusual in the world of sport utility vehicles the cross country edition of the volvo uh, v60 sits up a little bit higher than the standard v60 wagon uh, volvo did a great job of disguising the additional ground clearance you never really know it at first class the overall proportions of this volvo look like a well-designed wagon rather than a jacked up car Unlike the V60, the cross-country only comes with all-wheel drive. Power is supplied by a 2-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine connected to an 8-speed automatic transmission. The 250-horsepower engine is smooth and has enough power for everyday driving. When pushed hard, there's a bit of a surprising yet satisfying growl from the sophisticated uh, uh vehicle. The 8-speed transmission shifts smoothly and positively. The ride's comfortable. Um... Due in part to, I think, a little bit more suspension travel, where it sits up a little bit higher uh, because of the additional ride height. The tires on this cross-country were the optional 19-inch, which give the cross-country a nice look. Although, if this was my car, I probably would have gone with the 18-inch tires, which uh, I think would be a little bit more forgiving when it comes to thing like, things like potholes and so forth. Um, the... Um, 
Cross country is not an SUV, but it does have some capability. It can handle off-road travel, uh, where I said it does sit up a little bit higher. That's kind of nice. Volvo added an off-road driving mode with hill descent control. So if you are kind of slipping and sliding downhill, it will help you stay in more control. And there is about 8 inches of ground clearance. So there is actually pretty decent ground clearance. Um, so I think it can manage uh, just fine on roads less traveled. The interior of the cross country is quite luxurious. The seats are comfortable and supportive with a myriad of adjustments to keep the front seat occupants comfortable and the heated seats and steering wheel were a nice touch on cold mornings uh, those drivers with back problems will find probably find these seats really comfortable and just overall a nice vehicle the volvo uh, v60 cross country isn't quite a station wagon or an suv but uh, i think some people would probably like it uh, base price starts around forty-six thousand. hasn't been crash tested yet in fuel economy 22 city 31 highway and i think the one we tested was in the mid 50s why don't we take a quick break if dennis is ready almost dennis is almost ready we're not used to we're not used to having company all right whenever you're ready we'll take a break and uh when we come back we'll talk to robert bach from expressway toyota about well one thing about his dog we'll be right back Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL and 100.3 FM and online and on podcasts and all kinds of places. And I have studio guests. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Robert Bach from Expressway Toyota. And I'm Richard Bach from Expressway Toyota. And I'm, we're here with Tacoma. Yeah, and Tacoma's not a person. Tacoma's a uh, Labradoodle. Labradoodle. I know. I have. I know somebody has one of those too. And he likes so. to come to work more than any other employee, and he's always on time. Wow, <laughs> that is that is that is important. Uh, so, um, uh, so what? So what's going on at Toyota these days? You got a lot. You got a lot of interesting stuff going on um, with you know everything from the all-wheel drive Prius. So for people who kind of like the idea of a hybrid before, and they're like, ah, I don't know about driving it in the wintertime. Now you can drive. You can drive that thing anywhere. Yeah, and we have uh, coming out in uh, April production May delivery an all-wheel drive uh, Camry. So, which is going to be the same all-wheel drive system as the uh, Prius now. Yeah, so and uh, and I I also heard there's an all-wheel drive Avalon too, right? Yeah, the yeah. Avalon all-wheel drive Avalon, which I think will be a uh, 2021. Yeah, and uh, that's going to be out in August. I believe. And and I see you have a little piece of paper in front of you that says a Toyota Supra. Uh, back in back in I want to say it was, Ju- oh, yeah, it was July maybe yeah. or so. I had a Supra for the weekend, and I I parked it right over here, and there were people coming out of those apartments taking pictures of it. They were so excited. I've never been in a car that got so much attention before as that did i um i i was coming home from i was coming home from work and i i, I work in providence and i was driving i decided to kind of take uh the back way and i had first off i guess the most 
popular person who chased it down was somebody in a Subaru STI. Everybody, everybody <laughs> in Subarus just, you know, one, one guy said to me, do you mind pulling over so I could take pictures of it? And I'm like, no, go ahead. It's, it's just, a, it's a fantastic car that has gotten a lot of attention. And I brought it to, uh, I brought it to a little car show down in, down the Cape that weekend. They had a little show and, uh, uh, it won an award while it was there. It was. Uh, wow. I I sent I sent the little uh, I sent the little dash plaque award out to back to Toyota in New York and said, "Hey, your car actually won an award." But it was uh, there was it it appealed to there was a thirteen year old kid that was there with his father and they were wor- they've been working on a Miata since the kid was about ten, and with the idea that when he gets to be sixteen, this Miata is his. And, of course, because he's a kid, the Miata had its own Instagram page. Right. You know? But he said, do you mind if I look at the Supra? And I said, no, go ahead. And I said, well, at least go in it and sit in it and, you know, see what you think. And he's like, I can? And I'm like, sure, yeah, go ahead. And uh, but he was, uh, he was all excited. And then the guys that were more my age, they kind of walked by and went, what's that? And they looked at it and they're like, that's a new Supra. And they were they were as excited about it too. So yeah. uh, I'm sure it's attracting a lot of attention. Well, it's been 20 years since Toyota produced a Supra. Yeah. So to have it come back and they did a, they they created this car with BMW, though the Supra is a lot less expensive than the BMW. It's yeah. got a great price point at 49.9, mm-hmm. which where can you buy a 335 horsepower supercar for right. that kind of price range. Right. And and it is it it's uh, performance is good, handling's phenomenal. Yeah. Unbelief. Yeah. Yeah, they did they and it's extraordinarily comfortable once you're in it. You get you get and you know, it's like, you know, how you know, it's a sports car, they're always you know, sometimes there's a little compromise in comfort, but once you're in it, it's a really comfortable car. Absolutely. Now, getting in and out of it at my age, well, and, you know, <laughs> starting, to, starting to slow down a little bit. But yeah, I think that 13-year-old yeah. would appreciate it more than us. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. So, um, so there's, uh, there's certainly a lot. Um, I, you know, I guess I've been around long enough. I remember when, you know, Toyota introduced their second truck, and I remember talking to the Toyota PR people years ago, and he said, whoever thought would be Toyota, the truck company. But you guys have a, a complete truck lineup from – Little little SUVs to full-size yeah. pickup trucks now. Light trucks are 70% of our business right now. Yeah. And in the automobile industry right now, it's about 70% uh, light truck, you know, SUV yep. crossover and uh, 30% cars, you know. So, but the uh, Toyota has a, a breadth of lineup uh, across the uh, light trucks. Yeah. RAV4, Highlander, Tacoma, Tundra. Land Cruiser, we still make the Land Cruiser. Yeah, yeah, is, and uh, and the and the Rav Four. It seems like to me, people that bought like the last generation Highlander, and they're like, yeah, you know, maybe it's a little bit too. And they moved to the Rav, which when it first came out was kind of small. Now the Rav's kind of bigger, and they're like, you know, that's that's a car that fits me now. Yeah, yeah. it's an, it's enough. The Rav yeah. is enough. You know, the yeah. the boom is once the kids are gone and yeah. everything's doing. Uh, they slow down a little bit, slow down or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the RAV4 is plenty big enough for a family of two, three. Yeah. And then, uh, but if you have kids, you need the Highlander. And we just got the new Highlander, the 2020 Highlander. Just landed, uh, what, Richard, about three um, days, three, yeah, four three, days yeah, ago? Yeah, four days ago. Yeah, right. first one. That's got a beautiful uh, interior. They did a great job with the dash, a, a bigger uh, display unit on the, on the dash and uh, a Feels like it has more horsepower, but it really doesn't. But the car's, I think, a little bit lighter than what it was. Oh, okay. Prior. Yep. And uh, you know, for people going to the to the Boston Auto Show and, and 
you know, you guys are going to be a sponsor of me at the auto show. But, you know, they'll see the full lineup of Toyota products, including the new Mirai, which is their, you know, t- you know, talk about a little bit of science fiction, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty interesting vehicle coming out from come, coming out from Toyota, and uh, I guess almost ready for production. So correct, yeah. So well, it's it's produced in it's it's on the road yeah. in California. Yeah. The problem we have with the Mirai here in New England and on the East Coast, they don't want to let it drive through the tunnels. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The Secretary of State and the the transportation are just nervous about the uh, the the tunnels. Yeah. Well. Well, that being a hydrogen car, yeah. I can understand yeah. that. But yeah. if California's doing it, it's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hydrogen hydrogen's pretty interesting because it you know people people think about it and they're like, well, you're driving around with gasoline. You know, where's where's the real where's the real difference? You know, it's you know. And I even remember back when uh, it looked like compressed natural gas was going to be an alternative fuel, and people were like, I don't want to drive around with that. And I'm like. What would you think if you had gasoline that made your stove work at home? And they'd be like, "That sounds dangerous." I'm like, "Gasoline makes your car work." So you know, it's kind of kind of one of those kind of one of those funny things. But uh, yeah, I mean, you have you have uh, um, a complete product lineup, but still, you can go to Toyota and buy cars. Yeah, which yeah. is good. You yeah, know? and and cars are a great value right now. You yeah, know? with supply and demand works uh, perfectly because the. Uh, a used Camry right now is a fantastic value. You know, everybody's chasing SUVs and, right. and light trucks, and a used Camry is a great car and a, and a better value right now. Yeah. Uh, before you came in, I had Julie Blakely on from IC Cars, and we started talking about um, leasing. And leasing is extraordinarily popular now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and when when people come in and they're not sure whether to lease or buy, how do you how do you guys look at that? Well, leasing gives them so many more options that buying doesn't. Leasing, you're, number one, you're always under warranty while you have the vehicle. You don't have to worry about repairs. Mm-hmm. Toyota takes care of everything that way. You have choices at the end of the lease where you can hand the keys back to, to me yep. as the dealer, release another car at a discounted price because you've got lease loyalty, or you can buy the car outright, keep it if you love it, or you can buy it and sell it. Yep. Where conventional financing, you have to wait 60 Usually yeah. sixty months before you own the car, and then you're driving a used car that needs repairs. Yeah, and and like you said, the lease—if you leased it for two or three years, whatever the lease is—you know exactly how that car has been treated. So for you, it's a it's a used car that you know you've taken good care of, and you go, well, yeah, that's that's going to be a great used car value for me. So yeah, it to leasing for people that that are okay with it makes a lot of sense. And and for some people, it actually puts them into maybe the next level up car that maybe they couldn't have afforded it at the beginning. So maybe, you know, maybe leasing a, a RAV versus a Highlander, and they're like, well, I can lease a Highlander or buy a RAV. Well, lease a Highlander, and then at the end of three years, maybe your, your, your life has changed a little bit and you decide to buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Great opportunities in leasing, yep. especially buying a previously leased car because – Generally, the customers will take care of that car more, better than if it was just a car they were financing yeah. because they know they have to return the car, it has to meet standards, and it gives a great opportunity for the next person to purchase that used lease vehicle. Yeah, it really does. Let's talk about Expressway Toyota for a bit. You guys been there for quite a while now. How long yeah, have you been there? We're going on 28 years at the end of this month, which is good. And tell me about the big weather vane up in the window there. Is, uh, that, both, is that you two guys? Yep, that's yep. both of us, and that's that's a true weather vane. It actually, when it's pointing in the direction, that's the direction of the wind. 
How's that work? There's got to be a little weather vane someplace else that turns it, right? Especially balanced. Yeah. The the guy that designed it took um, months of work to get it to to balance it and and put it in wind tunnels to make it uh, accurate as possible. Yeah, it's every every time I drive by there, I look up and I go, "Look at that!" You know, it's and and for people that aren't familiar with Expressway Toyota, it's right off the Southeast Expressway, yep, right and, across from the big gas tank. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, and you can see and you can see the kind of cool weather van up there, and and, and you guys, twenty eight years there. Yep. Um, what was what was your background before before being there? How how did you decide that? That Toyota Toyota was the right product for you, and that's where you wanted to go. I mean, you guys you guys aren't a hundred years old, so no. no. <laughs> but we were, we worked for our uncle and our father at yep. uh, Block Toyota yep. on Route One in Norwood, and then um, my dad retired, and my uncle told us to go get our own business, and we did that. And uh, when we bought that, it was formerly Columbia Pontiac yep. Toyota yep. Mm-hmm. GMC truck and Cadillac, yep. so it was four franchises. 20,000 square foot building. It was crowded. Mm. And the um, General Motors came out with the Project 2000 and they said, we really don't want you dueled with uh, an import. Yep. And, and uh, we had to make a decision whether it was going to be Toyota or General Motors. And uh, Well, fortunately, you didn't say, let's get that Pontiac dealership. <laughs> <Right>. you <know? laughs> so we, we decided on Toyota. And then uh, from there, Toyota gave us about uh, six years of being a uh, single point Toyota yep. dealership. Yep. Then they said, your building is in uh, need of repair, and we ended up building the new uh, building now, which is about 40,000 square feet and two levels, which has really helped. With with uh, with a customer lounge and a snack bar. Yeah, yes. a yeah. Camry Cafe. Yeah. That's my yeah. brother's idea. He's the he's the uh, chef in the family. And it's a great thing because it, it helps our employees who don't have to run out for lunch or yeah. coffee. They can get it right there. We take care of our customers with it. Everybody is satisfied. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I I think I was there a year or two ago, and and yeah, that was. Uh, it, I was noticing that, you know, the, uh, you know, people they go over and they get their coffee and their Danish, and you know, while they're getting the car serviced, and it was it was kind of good. Um, the other thing that's coming up in and maybe already here is, uh, and people have been asking for it for a really long time, the um, Rav Four Hybrid. Yes. Yeah, coming out uh, once the Rav Four gets gets here in uh, May delivery, and uh, that that's something you know people love. People love the uh, the the um, Rav Four. They like the idea of a hybrid, but now it's a it's going to be a it's going to be a plug-in hybrid. Is that is that the way I understand it? Or yeah, it's yeah. going to be a it's going to be a plug-in. Yeah. actually. So the the Rav Four Hybrid twenty twenty. That comes yep. the the uh, gas hybrid that comes in uh, May delivery. Okay. The plug-in comes in in August. Delivery. Oh, okay. All so right. That's when that's yeah. coming. Yeah, because uh, you know there has been uh, a, a Rav4 hybrid in the past, but the right. new one, right. the new one's just more getting more refined, getting more refined all the time, and uh, and I kind of like what they did with. Um, I've always been a fan of the Prius. I think it was always the best hybrid, you know, one of the first, certainly. And uh, a lot of people look at the Prius and they go, oh, it's a small car. But, it, you know, you put the back seats down, it's, a, it's, a, it's got minivan space inside of it. Right. You can it's, carry it's a very, lot of stuff inside. It's very unassuming. It's yeah. my most favorite car to drive. I don't care what the weather conditions are. I've never had an issue with yeah. it. And it's so dependable. And I do kind of like that they updated the interior on the prime a little bit. It doesn't look so that all that white was a little too much, a little too <laughs> yeah. much for me, but yeah, yeah. they made a mistake yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, it has been, it has been certainly a vehicle that has, has, has worked out, worked out well. And, you know, one of, it's gotta be 
is it the most sold vehicle ever, the Corolla? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be there in the, like, the Volkswagen bug, right? It's yep. got to yeah. be those two. Worldwide, yep. it's, it's won that recognition. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a, there's a, and still an extraordinarily popular car and a great used car for people if they're used car shopping. Yeah, dependable, reliable. Yeah. Uh, that's QDR all over to uh, Corolla. We got a new Corolla Cross coming out in 2021, which is going to be a small SUV off the Corolla platform, too. Mm. Similar to like the CHR is yeah. now. But, yeah. So that'll be. Uh, That'll be 2021. And how is how is the CHR doing? That that's kind of it's sort of. So it, the CHR is front wheel drive, right? But it's loaded with options. For us, it's a great seller. It's yep. a great city car. Yeah. You get a lot of options. It's uh, Toyota's most affordable SUV, and they put a great lease on it. Uh, yeah. But that uh, we sell 10, 15 of those a month. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, and I know you don't have it anymore, but I, even though I'm a big guy, I kind of like the the little weird three seater IQ that was that what yeah. it was called the yeah, IQ. IQ. Yeah. Right. yeah, I I don't know why I like that, but for some reason I always did. I, I as as weird of a vehicle as it is, I thought it was pretty good. And for people who lived in the city and needed some place to park a little tiny car, it worked out really well. Yeah, and you could fit in it. You could be six yeah. foot five oh, yeah. and fit yeah. in that car easily. Yeah, it was I, amazing. I got in the back seat once. Took me. Yeah, took, that's took a little while to get out, but yeah, but still, for people that I I I used it as an example in one of the Boston Globe columns I wrote back some time ago because the person had they lived in the city, and they literally had to park under a staircase wherever their condo was, and they needed a car that was X, you know, this big, and it you know I did a little bit of research and I'm like, yeah, this is this this would this would be perfect. This is this is just the right car that would fit your needs and it's got a little bit of a back seat so you can actually go to the store and pick things up if you want and um and kind of uh, you know something that looked like it worked out well yeah it did until the mindset of our country right big and better yeah bigger is better fortunately but in europe that's still a a, a car that people seek all the time because of the size even canada Yep. They enjoy a smaller yep. car than we do. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you, you look at how the Toyota pickup truck, when it was just the pickup truck, <laughs> um, how that has grown over the years and has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and um, and just does just does a it does a really nice job. It, yep. And and I still think the somewhere out there, there's. I'd like to see that basic little pickup truck again. Yeah, the Toyota yeah. Hi- Hilux. They yeah. still produce it everywhere else in the world. Yeah. We just don't import it yet. Yeah. But I think that's something that may come. Yeah, it's it just because it, it is, for somebody looking for practical, kind of basic sort of, and, you know, still be able to, you know, go to Home Depot and Lowe's and places and throw stuff in the back when you need to and economical and, and simple. You know, it's a, kind of a simple vehicle, too. So Exactly. Um, the marketplace will probably demand that. Yeah. There'll be a $20,000 pickup truck. If Toyota doesn't do it, the companies out of India will do it. That's, yeah, what, will, that's yeah. what will come. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. is, there is a spot in the, in the market for that yeah. vehicle. Um, before, before, you know, we, we, we talk about simple but also complex, there's a lot of safety innovations that come standard in Toyota products now that were only seen in, you know, high-end lexus or something and yeah they've pushed uh, the safety right down from lexus right through uh, the toyota lineup uh, lane assist uh safety sense safety yeah. sense everything yeah yeah and and those are features that 
I don't want to call them semi-autonomous, but almost. I mean, when the car stops for you, if you're not paying attention and it keep, keep you from getting into a crash, pretty good thing. Yeah, very yeah. good thing. Yeah. That's happened to me before, driving. You know, you take your eyes off the road for some reason, and it breaks for you. And yeah. they've, they've built that across the line. You, you can't really find a Toyota without safety sense right now, yeah. even it, in the new Supra. Yeah, It'll yeah, and, and, that, and you, you kind of look at that and you say, well, you know, it used to be you had to buy a certain level of car, but now you're seeing it in, in like you said, the you know most basic Corolla. Right? right. Yeah. And things like better headlights in in the Corolla than there's ever been. And uh, just more features that make that car just a, a, a better, safer car to drive. There's so much value built into the Corolla for yeah. the price range. Yeah. And, and the competition can't compete with us. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really it really is. So um, I think I tried to think about what was hot and things. What did I miss? What's what's uh, what's the hot things at Toyota, and what's and what's going on with you guys, and so some the, of the things going on with you guys at the auto show? So we got a new Venza coming out too. The Venza's coming back. The Venza's coming back. Coming back, all wheel drive and hybrid only. Really? So, and that's coming. That's going to arrive in uh, September of this year, and it's going to be a 2021. So that car did. Very well in New England. Yep. It didn't do well nationally, but yep. it did very well in New England. And we saw a picture of it at the uh, auto show, the Toyota Auto Show in September. Yep. And it's got a lot of Lexus in it. It's a beautiful looking car. That's that's coming. Well, it's 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 kind of funny how you say that because I remember, you know, John White, the old auto writer for the Boston yep. Globe, and I remember the first time I drove a Lexus. It was probably an ES two fifty. And he said to me, that's the best camera you'll ever drive. <laughs> but now it seems like that has turned around a little bit, and there's a lot of Lexus in Toyota products where before you could, as much as Lexus was sort of starting out, it was still sort of, it was still sort of a really felt more toyota than that premium luxury. But now we're seeing that premium luxury kind of filtering into all the vehicles. Yeah, yeah. it is. We also yeah. have an, a new Sienna coming out in uh it's going to be a 2021, and that is coming out in September. Is it going Hi to stay all-wheel drive? Uh, uh, it will It will be available in all-wheel drive, but it will only be available in a hybrid. Oh, okay. So, And you get 600 miles to a tank of gas. My I wife would like that. She yeah. hates stopping to get gas. So, <laughs> See, well, When I, I drive my Prius, I sometimes forget to put gas in it because it, it just doesn't yes. go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Toyota's push this year is going to be hybrids. They, hybrids, they yeah. want to see yeah. across their line. I think mm. it, uh, the new Tundra will be out in 2021, and they haven't come out and said it's going to be a hybrid, but they said it's going to have a new power uh, train yeah. to it. So yeah. it probably will be a hybrid. Yeah. And they're looking to to move that market this year about 30%. So wow. of all the Toyotas yeah. sold, they want to sell about 30% yeah. hybrid. So they see that as the bridge to uh, a fuel cell. They see that as a bridge to... An electric car, yep. as far as that goes. Yeah, they're, I, so, they're I, so conscious of, yeah. of everything. I remember going to the New York Auto Show, it was probably 10 years ago, and the president of Toyota, I don't, maybe it wasn't, vice president of Toyota, somebody, and he said that his prediction was that every Toyota and Lexus vehicle will have the ability to, you'll check off a box and it'll be a hybrid it could be an electric. It could be supercharged and turbocharged, but it won't be sort of a standalone thing. And then he said his what he wanted to see the future was everything was going to be some sort of a mixed hybrid type thing. So it looks like that direction is kind of following along where so much of your products are going to be hybrids now. 
Yeah, we're going to, you're going to have a choice yeah. as a consumer when you walk into an auto dealership to whether you want to buy gas or you want to yeah. buy a hybrid. Yeah. Gas, the gas market still is like 93% oh, yeah. of all yeah. the cars that yeah. are sold in, yeah. in, in Massachusetts yeah. anyways. Yeah, and, you know? and because there's gas stations in every corner. And, right. And um, the, the one thing that seems to be missing from the Toyota lineup is a pure electric car. Um, at least here in the United States, I know it's been it's been other places, but um, but the, uh, you know years ago, you know there was a Rav Four running around with a Tesla battery and electric motor in it. Um, but it, do, you, do you have you heard anything about something so, coming up? They're going to have uh, about six uh, battery electric vehicles in the next uh, five to six years. Okay. This uh, summer, you'll see a lot of electric vehicles at the uh, Olympics in uh, Japan because Toyota is one of yep. the major sponsors. Yep. And they showed us about six different uh, electric vehicles that they're going to uh, put on display. They're going to use in, like, the Olympic Village oh, and wow. stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. They, see, they see the hybrid still, like you said, the infrastructure in the country is not ready yet right. for, for right. everybody to be driving electric yeah. vehicles. And, th- and that's kind of one of my concerns is that um, – you know, if the four of us go out, if we all lived in the same neighborhood and we all bought electric cars and we plugged them all in at the same time, is all of a sudden the light's going to go out? You know? <laughs> so, so until the power plants have the ability to make enough electricity and the, the best way to make electricity is nuclear, but no one wants a reactor in their backyard. So, right. you know, so the next step is, oh, we can do it with natural gas and that's kind of the way most electricity here is made in at least in new england but even that has some potential issues so yeah so to have the idea of a a a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid or something that gives you a lot of those same features um and still able to still able to do everything you need to do i remember the first plug-in hybrid prius i drove i think it only on battery it probably only went 12 or 13 miles on battery but when you did the calculation for gas mileage um on like a 50 mile commute your fuel economy is fantastic on the way to work might have been not as good coming back but still really good so yeah instead of mpg you get mp mpe yeah Yeah. which i still don't know i've never (laughs) been that good in math to be able to figure that out but yeah there's a lot of great products uh coming out and is there is there still you know we, we talk about trucks and suvs from toyota um is there still a, is there still an inexpensive entry level Toyota car? Toyota Yaris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and Toyota Yaris can be anywhere from eighteen to twenty one thousand dollars, depending on how you equip it. Yep. And uh, if you haven't been in one in a long time, it's a it's a much nicer car than it used to be. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the size yeah. of a, a Corolla a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, where where before it was kind of like oh this is a pretty basic car it's a, it's a, it's a nice little car a nice little subcompact car and that yeah. even has the safety sense yeah. in it too yeah. so it's it's yeah. right in line with where Toyota wants to move to so so we can we can go from the smallest Yaris to the to the biggest Land Cruiser Land Cruiser yeah yeah, yeah. still have and, all the uh, and, safety and the Land Cruiser the Land Cruiser never really lost its roots it's been you know it's been a variation of that same design for quite a while. And uh, that is a vehicle that if, if you kind of look at it and you go, okay, here's the Land Cruiser and here's the big Lexus, and uh, they're pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, they are pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Except for the price. Except for the price, yeah. The Land Cruiser is a lot better value. So, right. yeah. Yeah, so, again, that lineup, uh, that lineup is good. So um, you, you guys, um, you know, you've been, you've been here a long time. You, you have to compete 
a lot. Is there anything you're doing differently now than you did 20 years ago? I'd say we're, uh, our business yeah. uh, model is a lot more transparent than yeah. it ever has been yeah. before. And the, the selling of a vehicle now, if, if you're not competing on the Internet, you're not competing. So right. that's, you know, that's the first stop for everybody who's interested in a new yeah. or pre-owned vehicle. Yeah. And if you don't have a, a, uh, a good value story to sell on the Internet, right. they're not going to come and see you. So, yeah. you know, we work really hard on reputation. We, we solicit for reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what people look at now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they they really do. And and you're right. Even you know when it, when Julie was on from IC Cars this morning, you know her, you know you can go. They have an app now that you can go scan a VIN, and it tells you all about the car and also all about the dealer. Exactly. You know. Right. So, yeah, somebody can look and go. Yeah. Well, you know, this is good or this is bad. But you're right. Reputations, reputations, a lot of it. So, for you guys to say, well, you know, we want to have that good reputation we want to have the best reputation that means a lot it does it as much as it's changed it's still the same a lot of people buy cars from people they like and people they trust and if the sales representative and the customer don't hit it off for whatever reason there's no deal that's that you know as much as it's changed it still comes down to uh one-on-one human interaction which is good yeah i will say I i went car shopping probably a year ago i went up to a a dealership up off of Route 9, and the uh, sales manager kept going, hey, hang on a second, my man. And I'm like, my man? <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think we're going to hit it off. You know? right. and, and you're right. And the difference is, you know, you, you hit it off with a certain, you know, certain salesperson or, the, you know, whether it's you, you go in and you meet some of the people and you, you realize that, you know, I was, it's okay. I, I like coming here. And, and, you know, people are always a little bit intimidated because, let's face it, you sell a lot more cars than people buy. You right, know, right. I, you know, I'm going to buy, you know, 10 cars in my lifetime. You know, you're, hopefully you're going to sell 10 cars today. Right. You know, so, um, so people are a little bit, a little bit intimidated by that. But if they go in and they know, hey, look, you know, this is a good place to come in and buy a car. Well, that's good. We've seen a lot of our salesmen take uh, to the internet and to uh, social media, yep. and they they present themselves and they they develop a relationship with their audience, and yep. and they they bring people in on that alone. Yeah, no, no, that that is that is. It's funny how that I guess that's a part of the business that's changed, yeah. where that salesperson now is their own their own business, their own business. Yeah, and yeah. now and now with social media, they have an outlet. To advertise themselves, right? To to yeah. communicate with the yeah. The yeah. Rest I, of the I mean, audience. it used to be that a good car salesman wrote down your birthday and wrote down your anniversary and wrote down the anniversary when you bought the car and then send you know notes and postcards and things out. But now with the internet, you're right. It's yeah, you know, he, can, you, he can remind you 24 seven. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. More than sometimes maybe you want, but right. but it is, but still it is it does have that ability to do that, and um, you know, and and that's going to be great for you because all of a sudden they become. It sounds a little corny, but they become kind of the family of Expressway Toyota yeah. at that point. And, you know, and they kind of build their family with their customers at the same time. You know, the the one and done salesperson, hopefully, you know, that that's, you know, you'd, you'd like to think that's over. But right. in, in some places, it's not. But and, through social media, they have, a, they have an opportunity to build yeah, their business yeah. right alongside your business yep. as far as that yep. goes. Yeah. 
Um, do you? This is probably a little inside stuff, but do you give your salespeople kind of the, a little extra ability to do that to you know help with that sort of thing? Give them some direction to go to try to um, maybe somebody who's not that familiar with some of the social media stuff that you you kind yeah. of work within so, your your internet sales department. To absolutely. Try to help so with? we have a lot of training in that. We have a business development center that works with the incoming internet leads delivered to the salespeople. Yep. Salespeople work with, with the customer that way, and it's it's a constant camaraderie between uh, business development yep. and the sales force yep. that brings our yep. customers to us. Yeah, I would think I would think it has to be because you know you, you you do all have to work, and and you know people that are from Texas or someplace come to Massachusetts and go. Wow, there's a lot of dealerships around here. Where out there, it's you know, you, it's not unusual to drive 100 miles, miles to the local Toyota dealer, or local Ford or Chevy dealer. And around here, there's there's Toyota dealers and Chevy dealers and Honda dealers, you know, on every every corner. And even that has kind of they've closed some of them a little bit, but still, um, you have to you have to have that reputation, and you have to be able to you have to be able to do that. And you've been there for 28 years, so you, yeah, we, we compete with 72 other dealers in the Toyota world of New England. Yeah. And that gives us a great opportunity. That, that is that is that is a great opportunity, and and it is and and still, as much as you compete with them, you're all in the same game together. You yeah, know, the, we're all yeah, in the Toyota family. Yeah, you're all in the Toyota family, and you're all you're all probably to some extent trying to help Toyota do. You know, their your their job is to, their job is to produce product that people want to buy. Your job is to sell the product that they produce, but if they produced a dud, and it does happen every once in a while, I mean, you can kind of you can kind of work with them a little bit and say, hey, look, you know, this is, you know, uh, as a dealer network, you guys can go, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe that lime green uh, Sienna minivan wasn't the best idea. Yeah, but it, usually, if that happens, uh, there's still quality, dependability, and reliable in a Toyota, and then, and then it just becomes uh, a marketing right. Uh, right. situation yeah. where you, you yeah. know it might not be the most popular but supply and demand supply and we'll, demand we'll, yeah. we'll give you yeah. a great deal on yeah. that type of yeah. vehicle that's I, why cars right now are a great a great buy yeah because everybody's chasing an suv yeah i i um you're right and to and to look at you know if you're concerned about weather and know that there's all-wheel drive versions that are available or even if you're not i mean you know the toyota camry with with winter tires on it, it's a fantastic vehicle can't beat it yeah um toyota camry just in general is just it's just it's there's there's nothing you can really say wrong about a toyota camry it's just it's a it's a car that is solid dependable holds its value um comfortable you can put five people in it you can put luggage in it and the styling that they've brought out in the new 2020 is amazing yeah it changed the whole outlook before honda was competing with styling and they were their styling was ahead of toyota toyota's jumped that Right yeah. over the fence, and now it's a class, yeah. very classy, yeah. very luxurious-looking vehicle. When someone comes in and says, you know, hey, I'm looking at a CRV or I'm looking at a RAV4, how, what do you do? Just but, try to just try to say, well, you know, the RAV4 has this, the RAV4 has this. You might be missing it in the CRV. Um, I mean, they're both great vehicles, um, but then at some point you have to say, you know, you can buy. You can. They're both good cars, but they're you can, you're not going to buy that at Expressway. You're going to you, and you're going to buy you're going to buy the Expressway family while you're here. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. know, they're they're buying a, an automobile. They're buying uh, a dealership as yeah. well too, they're, and, it, and it, they're buying a salesman when yeah. they when they do it. They're buying yeah. a point of contact. So yeah. that's that's it, all. It, and that and that's where I think it is. You know, they you know, thirty years ago there was some crappy cars. Now yeah. there's not. No. But now right. it's about that relationship you have with the dealership, and that's where the important part is. And and like I said, you guys have been there for a long time, and you've been building your reputation for a long time. And you have a dog. Right. You know, everybody you, loves dogs. You, yeah, would, you wouldn't believe the amount of people come in and want to see the dog. Yeah. Forget about the people. <laughs> they want to see the Tacoma. Yeah. You know? And Tacoma closes a lot of deals. <laughs> He's very friendly. He, kids love him. They pull on him. They pull his hair. They try to ride him and everything else. And he's... Uh, and people are upset when they come and he's not there. Really? He happens to be upstairs or something. Oh, so he's, I get more calls. Yeah. Bring Tacoma down. He's got an audience. Uh, and and he's probably the most photo- photographic, photographed dog in New England. So you put Tacoma next to a Supra. Right. And, yeah. you know, the Internet's going to break. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, it, 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 it really is. And it's that, it's, that, it's that, you know, kind of, you know, relationship and family. And, and you know, some of the – some of the, and it, I don't care what kind of business it is. When you – build that sort of business where you recognize your customers when they come in and and and, and you know cars can have problems and right. you and you try to help them through that problem and you know maybe you say hey look you know we have some great techs here but let's call let's call and get a Toyota field engineer out we'll get this car repaired for you i mean that those you know to be able to do that and say, look, it's not, we can fix it, you know, and that, I think that's an important thing, and you, you don't get that everywhere. No, and service is our backbone. That's yep. where we were brought up, and my, my grandfather and my father started a service business back, in, back in, on Route 1 over 60 years ago, yep. and that was what it started from, servicing cars, taking care of the customer first, and making them happy, and that's been in our backbone yep. of our philosophy yep. since we started. Yeah. And uh, do you still go out in the shop once in a while? Absolutely. Hang around yeah, up there? He can, yeah, he can fix anything. Yeah. <laughs> my, my grandfather, my father, and, and my brother can fix anything. I can sell anything. You can sell I can't anything. Fix it. <laughs> I can't fix it, but I can sell it. There you go. Um, you had a whole list of stuff. Did I miss anything there? No, we, we talked. Well, you know what else happened uh, just uh, recently at the Consumer Electric uh, Electronics Show in, in Las yep. Vegas? Toyota came out with a uh, concept called the uh, Woven City. They're going to take one of their old uh, manufacturing plants, about 175 acres. Yep. They're going to build a city that is going to be going to have autonomous cars and the latest in all of electronics to see how it's going to be a laboratory where they can test the uh, uh, artificial intelligence, yep. not only on an automobile, but in your house and things like that. It's pretty amazing. That yeah. A living experiment. A, wow. living, a living laboratory. 175 acres in Japan that they're going to build this city on, and they they've uh, said that they're going to break ground in 2021 sometime. They're going to build it virtually first, and then they're going to uh, build it. And yeah. they're inviting they're inviting everybody in the world to come. Any anybody like Google who wants to help, yeah, that's what they're going to do. Well, be interesting. Yeah, I saw the other thing out of CES was Sony built a car, you know, and it's and it's like, but they built it kind of different than that but they built it to showcase all of their electronics yeah and it just happened at magna i guess actually built a car but um but it was you know here's a sony car and but you can tell it 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 had a lot of those features so you're right to take to build this complex sort of a giant biodome you yeah, know and right. say okay we're going to put people cars let everybody live in this you know with all these features that toyota has so you know whether it's you know uh, an electric 
Toyota or, or, or a hydrogen Toyota and all of the other features that, that Toyota offers, um, you know, I see a lot of, uh, you know, three-wheel little personal transports yeah. maybe right. that people in the, are driving in, around. And, yeah. in the uh, idea that they showed at the uh, Consumer Electronics Show, three lanes, one lane for an autonomous vehicle, one lane for a mobility uh, situation, yep. like a Segway yep. or something yep. along that, those, and then one lane for walking. So ah. you'll be able to walk from one part of the city to the other all through, uh, like, a park. It's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not it's, and, you know, as long as it doesn't snow, it's good. Right. <laughs> but it shows you how far ahead yeah. Toyota is, yeah. how far they're yeah. thinking environmentally, physically, and what they're going to build yeah. artificial intelligence-wise. Yeah. They're really yeah. – it's a super company. Now, I, I, I remember talking to one of the – executives from Toyota years ago and I said, you know, companies have five year and ten year plans and they said, What do you have? And they said, We have a thousand year plan. And I'm like, how 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 can you have a they said, well it gets a little vague after thirty or forty years, you know, but but we have we literally have a thousand year plan. So to to think that Toyota's gonna build a city concept doesn't really surprise me somehow, knowing that, you know, they, they look that far out. So yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing. No, pretty pretty amazing stuff. Hey, we'll let you guys uh Go fix cars and sell cars. And All right. thanks for stopping in and thanks for being a sponsor of the Car Doctor program at the Auto Show. And thank, well, thank you. you. All right. Well, let Dennis do what he does and we'll go away. I was just waiting for the heavy metal thunder part. The second verse. Oh, okay. Is this is this who usually sings? Who's singing? It's the singer of Steppenwolf, but oh. it's not the original version. All right. Not that I would really even know, other than it just didn't sound. It sounded more studio version-ish. But anyway, so. Hey, it was great seeing the uh, the Bach brothers in here. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah. I wonder if Ernie invites them over for Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and I don't know that I've. I mean, I've only seen the, the two guys once, but I've always seen the dogs with them. And it's interesting, the dog, dog. I mean, dog. But it's interesting that um, Robert showed up driving a used Camry. Yeah, I got. I do got to say that the, the the style of the Camry that came out. A couple years ago, yeah. looks really nice. Yeah. Whereas the my wife's 2007 looks a little bubbly now. Yeah, although still, you know, the Camry's the Camry's a nice car. You can't. It's hard. It's hard to dispute it. It's a nice car. But uh, yeah, uh, Richard's in a Highlander. But um, but you know, it's not. It's not like uh, Robert said. Uh, I'm going to take the fanciest car. I'm going to bring the Super over. 
Yeah, no. No, he brought a huge cam brought a huge Camry over. So So you want to do this thing and because we got twenty minutes and you said you were gonna do something. How oh, are you gonna do that it this thing, time? That, that thing that thing that you hate me to do? That thing. What? Because I want to give away a few tickets? I have a few tickets. Here's a deal. Okay, we'll give away four pairs of tickets to the Boston Auto Show and four pairs of tickets to the Providence Auto Show. <sighs> Listen to that. It's like he's never answered the phone. Isn't that what you do all day? Is that your job, answering the phone? Well, yes. Yeah. But... And don't you have to like? At least you you could you could you could create a form and you could type everything in and send it to me. I could like work, but no. <laughs> we already got a call. We don't even know the deal yet. What's so Providence or Prov- Providence Auto Show, which is the end of the month. So I have at to the, at the Providence. Oh, by the way, Art from Mattapoisett, a regular listener. Art from Mattapoisett, if his family didn't drag him out to events, which is what he said to me said, could I get tickets to the Providence Auto Show? And I said, sure. And he said, great, here's my address. But he never told me his last name. I never saw it in the email. Maybe I just missed it. Email him again. I did. But he says, I don't look at my email that often. Oh, boy. And he and he works on Old Saab, so he's a cool guy. Oh, boy. But um, And his kids do stuff, so he's busy sometimes. But he likes listening to the show. But Art from Mattapoisett or... And before all this craziness starts happening... I haven't even given out the phone I number. I know. Before yeah. all this craziness starts happening, I do have to say congratulations to my cousin, Allie, and her husband, Joey, for bringing in their first daughter, Billy, as of 12-12 this morning. 12-12? 12-12. She was in... I started getting text messages at 8 p.m. that she was in labor. So, congratulations so, to them. They're all doing well. So, they had a baby on 12-12 on one eleven. Sure. I don't know what that means. I don't but. either. I don't either. But if it was one twelve, it even could they have held off till tomorrow? It was tomorrow for them. They she went into labor at eight p.m. You wanted to go into labor for like thirty six <laughs> hours, <yeah. laughs> so she could have a lot of twelves in there. I when you said it was tomorrow for them, I thought maybe they lived in Australia or yeah, something. No, no. Okay. no. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to them. Bring bring someone, bring a, a new human into the world. So. And hopefully it's a new human that can fix all the problems that I caused. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. All you got to do is say, hi, Dennis, and uh, uh, Providence or Boston, and I will do my best to get those tickets in the mail to you. Any tickets that we've given away in the past couple weeks for the Boston Auto Show, I typed up typed up there typed up your name and address myself on little mailing labels so they are uh, they hopefully you got them if uh, if uh, I typed correctly and Dennis wrote correctly uh, I know that's a lot that's a lot to go after but it is last weekend I watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari the movie and it was actually really good um, Ford Motor Company uh, wanted to wanted to win okay. Le Mans. All right. So uh, the producer is a guy, uh, Jim Mangold, and uh, there was an interview in someplace, Motor Trend or Car and Driver or something, and it said Ford versus Ferrari is Jim Mangold's first time directing a film about racing or even about cars. As car nerds that we are, 
uh, should be where he did his depiction of the historic 1966 Le Mans race? The short answer is no. And uh, it was um, uh, it was kind of uh, yeah. I don't know how tr- you know how true it was, um, but it was uh, Carol Shelby, uh, who people know as uh, you know Shelby Cars. Well, Carol Shelby and part of the part of the movie. Um, Lee Iacocca, who then worked for Ford, came in and said to Carol Shelby, I want to talk to you. And Carol Shelby goes over and says, you know, we're doing well, we're doing this, we're doing that. And he says, I'm not here to talk about you owe us money for engines. I'm here to talk about you building us a car. And um, the other part of it was that, um, you know, Carol Shelby had a driver he worked with and one and that driver was Ken Miles uh, in the in the film they referred to him as the bulldog and i will admit i heard the name but didn't know that much about it and about him and that was pretty interesting so in the in the interview here it says have you ever seen yourself making a film about cars before he said not about cars about racing specifically i wouldn't have seen that as a logical thing or something i would have predicted in fact this part of my attraction to movies is that i can't imagine making them but i got to believe that every movie requires world building and this is to understand that Detroit was like in the mid-60s. You have to understand what Southern California was like at the moment, and you have to understand uh, what it is to be part of the hot rodder circuit in the early 60s. So the author here says, this is almost like a holy subject. It's like telling a story from the Bible. you got to get it right. And he says, well, you can never get it right for everyone, but you can uh, do is try to make something that within the context of fade in, fade out, at the end is truthful or has truth to it itself. Uh, if I get consumed with fear about what people are going to say, I'll stop functioning at my best. The racing six sequences were a nice blend of accurate but also stylized because if you just watch racing footage, it's pretty dull. And he says here, when I watched a lot of old country music biopics or musical biopics, I would notice whenever someone sang, the camera ended up going into the best seats of the house, and you'd watch from the audience as they sang, and I thought that was really boring. He says, uh, I'm tracking uh, you know, Johnny Cash, June Carter, and all the other characters on stage. Why am I leaving them when they're singing and watching them sing? So we made it our goal to keep this camera on the stage. You really were getting to see what it felt like to be on stage and backstage at a concert. Um, what I wanted to do with Ford versus Ferrari is give the feeling what it's like to be in the pits or in the car, uh, to feel claustrophobic in the cockpit and uh, speed and danger. Um, Shelby had a personal beef with Enzo. He wanted uh, Enzo Ferrari. He wanted to race him, and Enzo didn't didn't let him. And some Ferrari drivers were killed who were friends of Carol's. Was uh, there any, well, these are the facts, but they aren't the scenes. I've learned uh, this lesson making True Life movies, which is that I can't make scenes about facts. Um, I said in my review there's a bunch of mistakes and then said, now forget about that. This isn't a documentary. It's Hollywood. And the, and the uh, director says, or the, the uh, yeah, the director says, uh, it's also what you have to leave out. Hollywood or not, you have to leave stuff out. Three-quarters of the writing is actually what you don't say. Movies are no different. The reality is that in telling a concise story, you have to leave stuff out. And uh, at the end, his last question, and this is Johnny Lieberman who um, did this interview. Uh, He says, uh, 
has your personal relationship with the automobile changed after making this movie? And he answers, yes, I definitely think it made me think more about the conveyances that take us through our lives, not just about speed and handling and what it's like to hug the road. That's the biggest thing you feel when driving cars. To me, more than speed, it's a connection to the road. In our lives, driving SUVs and minivans with our families, we feel like we're floating above the road. Uh, these cars feel like they're literally sitting on the road. Uh, it, it is. It. I thought. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie, and I. I never go to the movies. I never see movies. I uh, have to see that movie. I you want should. To see that movie. You should. It's. It's a smidge long. It's a little over two. Two hours and twenty minutes, maybe. That's not that bad. Yeah. I, I'll sit through. I have it. a little. I have a little ADD. Um, <laughs> but it is. It. It is a. It is a good movie. Um, they're right. The way they shot it, a lot of scenes inside the cars. There's not just cars going around a track. A lot of scenes inside the cars. A lot of emotion. Um, it's it's done well. They did they did a nice job with it. Why don't we take another break? We need to pay some more bills. And uh, again, next week, if all things go correctly, we're going to be at the Boston Auto Show. And I want to thank the folks from Expressway Toyota for making it all happen for us. We'll be right back. Well, I save my pennies and I save my dimes. Giddy up, giddy up, Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. Every day I'd watch them beauties roll by And sometimes I'd hang my head and cry Cause I always wanted me one that was long and black And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. So, there's an article that came... I should know where these come from, but... Consumer Reports. Uh, the six most... In, are the most and least reliable 2020 models. So, if you want to buy the most... The least most reliable model, or one of the least most reliable. Don't go buy an Alfa Romeo Giulia. Go lease one because its score was not very good. Um, also, in the least reliable, oddly, was the Tesla Model X, and mostly because of the in-car electronics. Um, Chevrolet Traverse, and it's all in-car electronics that are killing these things. Nobody has a problem with the engine brakes. Um, but in sort of the most reliable segments, um, you know, Toyota 4Runner, Toyota Prius, um, Lexus GS, Lexus NX, Toyota Prius Prime, um, all reliable cars. In the, uh, you know, in, uh, I guess, sort of, I don't know where the one is. Where's the one first? I can tell you the second and third most reliable. I don't know where the first most reliable is. But the second most reliable car is the Toyota, is the Mazda Model 6, and it ties with, um, uh, I'm sorry, it, uh, Mazda is the most reliable, uh, followed by a tie with Toyota. Oddly, and I would have never thought this, I would have never thought this, Porsche, as one of the most reliable vehicles. And I don't know, don't quite know why that is. 
And in the subcompact category of uh, predicted reliability, there is there is in uh, midsize SUVs, Toyota 4Runner at the top of the list in the midsize SUV category. Luxury entry-level um, SUVs, Lexus, midsize, Lexus, large SUVs, Lexus, luxury compact SUVs, Lexus. And I know we just had the... Midsize SUVs, Lexus. I know we had the, the Toyota people on, but Mazda really is like the hidden... Oh yeah, yeah. I've, car, I've always said that. I've always said that. Car de- cars, not yeah. just dealerships, just yep. cars in general. Yeah. I've always said that if if Mazda really put a little effort into into, into what they have, they they would do really well. They the CX five actually did really well in the uh, Consumer Reports rating, uh, and in the uh, in the large SUV ratings, big surprise, Toyota Sequoia did really well. Um, but yeah, Ma- Mazda and the compact SUV, you know. I can just give you consumer reports if you want. You gotta no, take that home with you. I'm gonna take that home with me. I don't know if I have. I, th- I think that's all there is to it. So, um, I will be at the auto show next week, and I will be away the next two weeks. But so I won't here, see you until February. Pretty much, yeah. But I'll be here. But I won't be here. Yeah, you'll be in nice warm weather. I hope so. I hope so. Well, my wife's there now. Yeah, she bought the one-way ticket. She, she has bought, bought the one-way <laughs> ticket. Yeah, she, she, you know, people said to me, something going on between you two? Are you getting divorced? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I think I said this before, but I had, a, I had a woman that I worked with in my first office job. Her husband and son lived out in Arizona and ran some store. She lived here. They just... That's how they in on Christmas vacation. She would like on Christmas time. They would come here mm. and to celebrate Christmas because it's not Christmas in Arizona. You need snow. Blah blah blah. I don't think. Yeah, no. I've I've been I've been almost at Christmas time in in the Caribbean or Caribbean, depending on how you say it. It's I take pretty that nice. Every day. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I gotta say. I gotta say those palm trees with lights on them. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it is it is uh, kind of nice, and uh, but she's um, her car is there. We uh, we sent it down with Virginia Auto Transport, and it got there last. I'm trying to think. Last week, sometime. Last week, sometime. <laughs> yeah. I would have drove it yeah. down. Uh, so would I. <laughs> Everybody says that, but it's it's about the same price. By the time you're done, by the time you drive down and and stay in hotels a couple of nights and pay for airfare coming back. You're not understanding it. Oh. You could have paid us to do that. Okay. <laughs> and made sure Joanne was okay. Yeah, yeah there you go. You, know? you could stay the night. Do we have a spare room? Jeez, Louise. And and in the and in the trunk of the in the trunk of the uh, the Volkswagen, which doesn't have a very big trunk, there was an inflatable bed too. So for that oh, extra for that extra yeah. couple. So <laughs> I don't know who's coming, but uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So it's she's there and I'm here and I'll be there in a week what, or so. What, what, what city? Uh, Englewood, Florida. Englewood, okay. Florida. West the, coast, east coast. It's on the west coast. Uh, the uh, it's the city that is probably more well known is Venice, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of an odd little area that it is. You know, if you think of Florida as a peninsula, mm-hmm. this is a peninsula off of Florida. So for people driving from say Sarasota to Naples, 
they wouldn't go through it because it's it's there's like no a reason. Hangnail. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I, there's got to be a better way to describe <laughs> it than that. But yeah, uh, so it it is a it is a uh, uh, there's uh, Northport, Port Charlotte, Venice, Englewood, uh, sometimes referred to as Wrinklewood. Which maybe describes some I have of good the good friends in Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Port Charlotte is, uh, you know, the the claim to sh- uh, claim to fame of Port Charlotte for me is that's where the Harbor Freight store is, so I can go buy cheap tools if I need to. Inexpensive, uh, they're not cheap. No, they're cheap. They're so- <laughs> Although I, I will say one Reasonably of the things. Priced. One of the things I will say about th- they're they're changing their lineup now, and they actually have like good, better, best. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of hate. I, I liked know, when yeah. they were just cheap. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell me. Yeah, don't but feel guilty buying the more inexpensive stuff. Yeah, but the the uh, you know people said to me, "Oh, they're single use tools," and I'm like, "No, they work till they don't, and when they don't, you go buy another one." Kind of like and, us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And who yeah. are you talking to, John? That's Bob Brooks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there in his I'm WRL figured yeah, Irish <laughs> nine fifty AM shirt. Yeah, I'm the uh, yeah I'm the uh, I'm the custodian here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm decked out, ready to go. Yeah, you're ready to go. And and uh, Paul Sullivan, have you talked to him? Yeah, I talked to Paul uh, Sully. He's doing fine. This to just because hey, I, I noticed in the email he, he did a commercial. He did a commercial. So he's, yeah. he's feeling no, he's doing. Are the cardiologist still just wants him to hang low? He did get to get down to DC and see his brand new grandbaby, Connor. Connor. Connor Sullivan. He said everyone is well, so that boosted his spirits uh, a little bit. And um, so this is. I think this is my lung. This is my sixth. This sixth week. week. I was going to say this year's Holy sixth smokes. week. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. The Christmas stuff is still hanging up, but we'll get that down eventually. I'll, uh, I'll get out there and get all that stuff. Yeah, oh, your know. house. I'm like, there's nothing I was, here. I was going to say, I don't see any Christmas trees in here. But oh, no, no, no. Not oh. in the studio. My own house. Oh, okay. You know, it'll be St. Patrick's Day. It'll still be up if I don't get going. But we'll, we'll get it done. Well, as long as you're green lights, you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's, all right. it's all good. Hey, so we got, we got to get going. The very best in Irish music with uh, our friend Bob Brooks filling in for our buddy Sully, uh, who is on the mend. He's going in all in the right direction. And before long, he'll be firing on all eight cylinders. Uh for us, next week, good Lord willing, we'll be broadcasting live from the Boston International Auto Show. And uh, so all things good with that. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all then. Bye-bye.